Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. How was your weekend? It was great. Baby Cal's second birthday party. Baby Cal to, is two to two to two. Baby we had a pop Cal shop gathering over the weekend. I happened to be at Baby Cal's. <laughs> we, sh- we should have recorded something from the party. Oh, yeah, we should have. <laughs> on location. Yeah, on location <laughs> at Baby Cal's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop <laughs> Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and Baby Cal. On Billboard's weekly charts, I feel like we talk about Baby Cal almost every single week. As well we should. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about Drake getting his ninth number one on the Billboard 200 chart and what record he extends in doing so. How rock act Slipknot could tie up their third number one hmm. album next week, and how Ariana Grande and Social House's new song "Boyfriend" debuts straight into the top ten on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Plus, we've got an interview with Alec Benjamin, the singer-songwriter, stopped by recently to talk about his new single "Jesus in L.A.," the status of his second album. Our mutual love of John Mayer. We went in deep, folks. I love to work John Mayer in any conversation, but it actually like made sense here. Yeah. And much more, so stick around for that a little later. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, let's do the chart chat. Chart chat. Chart chat. Yeah. First up, Drake achieves his ninth Number one album on the Billboard 200 chart, as his new archival compilation album, Care Package, premieres in the top slot. The set launches with 109,000 equivalent album units earned in the U.S. in the week ending August 8th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 16,000 were in album sales. Uh, Care Package collects 17 of Drake's stray tracks, many of which were never released officially and only available via SoundCloud or YouTube. It's a lot of odds and sods thing that would show up on like the best buy edition of an album. It'd be a bonus track or just stuff he just put up on YouTube. And and then he's like, here, put them all together. Smart thing to do. I'd say. Uh, Drake extends his own record for the most number one albums this decade, as all nine of his leaders have arrived since 2010. Look for Drake's New Age album next <laughs> to debut straight into number one. Waiting for that Drake Inya collab that we've been dying uh, I mean, for. I mean, we joke, but I would totally listen to that, actually. I mean, 
Who knows? He can do it all. In this era, anything is possible Indeed. in terms of collaborations. Uh, next week, it looks like Drake could actually step aside for Slipknot, as the rock band's new album could open in the top slot, according to forecasts from industry prognosticators. Next up, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Little Nas X's Old Town Road is number one. What? For an, for, what? Oh my God. Huh? What song is this that you speak oh of? Oh my goodness. For a 19th week. Though it feels like either this week or next week could be its final week at number one. Mm. I'm, I've, I feel like that could happen. But what do we know? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I thought Ariana Grande's new song, Boyfriend, her collaboration with Social House, had a chance of debuting in the number two slot this week, and it ended up debuting at number eight. Which is obviously still great. Still a big top deal. Top ten debut. It is. Um, it's actually the first top ten for Social House, which is the duo of Charles Anderson and Michael Foster, and the 14th top ten for Grande. Mm-hmm. The collaboration also debuts at number two on digital song sales, with 31,000 sold. Number seven on the streaming songs chart with nearly 26 million in U.S. streams. And at number 40 on our radio songs chart with nearly 25 million in audience impressions earned in the week ending this past Sunday, which was the 11th. And now it's time for our interview with Alec Benjamin. The singer-songwriter scored his first Hot 100 hit earlier this year with his breakthrough song, Let Me Down Slowly, and saw his album Narrated for You, his debut for Atlantic Records, hit the Billboard 200 chart. While Let Me Down Slowly is probably the first song the masses have heard from Alec, he's actually been recording and releasing music for years, even being signed to and dropped by Columbia Records Hmm. before signing with Atlantic. Uh, In our chat, we talk about the meaning behind his new single, Jesus in L.A., how he's drawn to things that are polarizing, uh, in terms of art, by the way, Um, his songwriting process, Katie and him gush about their mutual love for John Mayer, and how John is one of the reasons why Alec put out Jesus in L.A., because John said he loved the song. Just texting John and getting opinions about songs. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And we also talk about his upcoming uh, second album uh, for Atlantic and much more. So here's our chat with Alec Benjamin. And it's a crying shame you came all this way because you won't find Jesus in L.A. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Alec Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I have to say, your voice went from very lively before we started recording to very, like, soft. Because uh, I get nervous. What? You just yeah. Did you suddenly just get nervous when we started? Yeah, officially? it's crazy how that happens, actually. Like, the second that someone presses record, I, like, start to freak out. Like, I haven't I actually like... started pr- recording anything oh, yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have. <laughs> I saw you press it. it. All of a sudden, I feel like I have to, like, you know... My stomach starts going crazy. I have to, yeah. We're, we're easy. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the most, like, easy interview possible. Yeah, we right. promise. We promise. <laughs> so, tell us about your thoughts on Middle East peace. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, does it feel like everything has been sort of, like, a natural progression since, you know, because you, you've been doing this for years, but most people only have become familiar with you fairly recently. Mm-hmm. But you've been making music since you're in high school and you've been like sort of releasing music in some capacity for five, six years. Does it feel like it's all been kind of like a steady build or do you feel like everything's kind of exploded in the past year or so because of the Atlantic connection? Um, I think that uh, nothing about this is natural. (laughs) I've been like pushing my body way too hard for the last like six years. Okay, that's not good. Um, You should take some time off. I don't want want to now. Um, (laughs) It's too late now. But like, you know, when, when someone says to me like, oh, you know, all these crazy things have happened this year, it's like, 
First off, I live in in California, so and now I have I am traveling around so much where like I don't have like one time zone. I wake up at weird times. I'm eating at weird times. You have no idea. So what I have time no frame is. of reference yeah. for time. So when you say like it's been a year, I'm like for real. Like I have no idea. <laughs> you know, what I mean, there's no like what is a year? Yeah, it's like we went to <laughs> Australia. It's like a totally different time of year mm-hmm. over there. You yeah. know, and then you come back and then you go to Asia and then you're just like what? You where have, like, two summers and a winter? Yeah, you have that. no idea where you are geographically <laughs> right. or where you are in time. You know, <laughs> so it's like a full-on um, Doctor Who episode. But in your life right at now. the same time, I feel like I've been pushing really hard for a very long time. And you know the saying like a watch pot never boils, or mm-hmm. like you know if you like when I went off to college and I came back and um uh you know my grandparents had been like slowly aging for a long time, but then when I went to college and I didn't see them for six months and then I came home, it was like oh my god, you know like. Um, what happened? Yeah, you got old. Um, uh, exactly, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's the same thing with with the music. Kind of like I'm I'm so in it that when these things happen, it's like uh, you know, it's not. Um, it doesn't really feel like all of a sudden everything mm-hmm. just changed. Um, you mentioned living here in LA, um, and you have your new single Jesus Segway. in LA. Segway, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's sort of about being a little disillusioned with Los Angeles. Maybe I don't know what. Uh, mm-hmm. What were you thinking when you wrote that one about? about the city like what were you saying about LA um so that was about like a couple of things it was like a like two stories kind of came together I had um without revealing too much um no reveal it all uh, (laughs) no because it's not about it's not my story to reveal Mm. but I was um I know somebody who's close to me who was struggling with some things um and uh, they um they were like oh man you know you're not gonna find what you're looking for like in the clubs or whatever and I was like oh that's true so initially it was gonna kind of be about that and then I thought like well how does that apply to me and um when I was growing up in Arizona I'd always wanted to come to California and I always felt like I never got like invited to parties or anything in high school or anything like that so I always kind of felt like I was on the outside and I was like one day like I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna be a really big star like you wait and see you know (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) And I kind of came out here, and that's the exact opposite of what happened. <laughs> and so, um, and even now, like, even though I'm starting to kind of finally get my music out there, and it feels like, you know, I'm at least, like, kind of a little bit in the game. People I, are inviting you to things. Well, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, well, you know, not even that, because, like, I still live at home. Like, I don't go, I, you know, <laughs> but, yeah. like, I realize, like, through all of this stuff, the one thing that really does make me happy is just, like, being at home with my family and mm-hmm. I had that the whole time so it's not just about like LA it could be anywhere where you feel like oh if I just get this or if I just get that it's like right right it's not about that you like know? you're just looking at the finish line kind mm-hmm. of thing instead of enjoying where you are mm-hmm. speaking of the song it's called Jesus in LA mm-hmm. um and I, I want to f- sort of frame this the right way like we live in like a weird time right now where everyone is very quick thanks to social media to kind of pick apart something Sure. Like really fast, like based upon the most innocuous things like, oh, what does that title mean? Or why are Mm -hmm. you using the word Jesus? Like, did you pause and think, hmm, am I going to get like lots of like questions like this conversation we're having right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like questioning me about like, why did you use the word Jesus? Or does Um, this mean something deeper? Or were you just like, no, I just want to tell a story and I happen to use that. At first, I didn't really think that but I'm kind of like drawn to things that are polarizing you know like I'm I'm, my opinion on art is like you should either love something or absolutely hate something but it should make you feel like a very deep emotion so like I feel like the worst place to be is in a place where people are like "Eh." (laughs) you know what I mean um uh 
you know, like, who do you remember on American Idol? Like, you remember, like, you know, William Hung and then... Sanjaya. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, Sanjaya was Kelly actually pretty good. Yo, San, yeah, but Sanjaya was lit. But like, but you remember both ends of the spectrum, right. you know? You, yeah, you don't remember, um, like, the mediocre stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. Just as long as, like, you know, it makes you feel something. And so I picked Jesus to talk about because I felt like, especially living in the West, like, Jesus is, like, a symbol that's synonymous with salvation, and it doesn't mm-hmm. get more, like... Uh, you know, <laughs> than that. Doves so I felt and like sunlight. And in order to make my point, I had to pick like a figure that was, you know, a stand-in for yeah. all those things, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Um, you you co-write all your songs or write them entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the songwriting process for you like? Is it um, are you somebody who like takes notes on your phone if you like get a good idea or you know keep a journal? Like how how do you yeah come up with ta- those ideas? I take notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, I guess that is my journal. Um, I write a lot by myself. Um, and then I have a couple of people that I really enjoy like writing songs with, and um, I write with them because. They're great. I think the lyric side of things is always has to come from me 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a couple lyrics here and there where someone's like, oh, maybe, you know, you should rhyme this instead of, you know, change this out. But um, the idea of the song has to come from me. And melodically, it mostly has to come from me as well. The, the place where I get stuck sometimes is I'm not, like, technically an amazing musician. You know, I can play, mm-hmm. but um, there are so many people that I know that are incredibly creative when it comes to like you know coming up with musical ideas that help me help inspire me and stuff and then there's only a couple people that I'll let be like oh no you can't use that lyric or whatever (laughs) whatever you know but I I, I try to keep it like a pretty I mean I I do a lot of sessions so I'll try writing with a bunch of people but that's to find like a right sort of like person that I can continue writing with Mm -hmm. in the future so it's mm-hmm. hard to spill your guts to like, hi, person I just met. How's it going? <laughs> well, yeah. Let me tell you about this personal thing. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And like not a lot of people are really willing to write a song about Jesus in L.A., you know? Right. You walk into a session, you're like, I have a great idea, guys. Here, gonna be out. This whole song <laughs> is going to be about not finding what, find, trying to find what you're looking for and not finding it. It's going to be staged as a conversation with the devil, and the chorus has to include Jesus in L.A. Let's write that. And <laughs> everyone like, in the room is uh, like, everyone in the room is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but the LA way of saying that is, that doesn't sound like a hit. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's like that's like lame. Like, I mean, so like, this not, not scripted, but it just seems like the things that become hits are never things that you think are necessarily going to become a hit. Sound great on paper, or like, yeah. oh, it's like this is like, oh, it's like this is the recipe for like a like a pop hit, or the radio is going to play this. It's like, we don't ever know. And, like, sometimes, like, the wackiest things end up becoming huge hits. Right. You never know. You never know. Old Town Road. Katie has a very important question. Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a big John Mayer fan. So oh, cool. Me too. Super pumped when I he talked popped to him, up. I talked to him last night. You did? Really? Yeah. What'd you talk about? I sent him my new songs. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I, when I write a new song, and uh, he's basically the one that decides the songs that go on my record. Oh, he's doing my God. The I love sort that. Of, he's helping out. I mean, you know, that's not true. And uh, if Atlantic <laughs> listens to this, they're going to they're gonna be Atlantic like, is sitting <laughs> next to you at this table right now. <laughs> I have. I'm really lucky to have an, an amazing team of people. So, but, but I, also I would, to have a I would say I would say that he's on the team, like, and <laughs> just because like I send him the songs, and if he likes it, I go, no, this is this is coming out. And I, the one of the reasons why I put out Jesus in L.A. Um, was because he was like, I love this song. Hmm. That's incredible. And then he came out and performed with you. He like, did just a few months ago. Was, was it? it a few months yeah. ago? Yeah, it was like two or three months ago. Yeah, right. Um, was it? I don't remember. Team. Like April? Yeah, I, I, yeah we we we, were, we had somebody there. Billboard was there. Yeah, 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 it, was, yeah. it was across the street from us. It yeah, was yeah. At the Ray, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did the initial hookup happen with John? Because I read that he just 
found you online, which sounds like a fairy so, tale. So is the that real, really the, the real, real story? story is there's a guy named Jensen Carp who works at K Rock, and he yeah, found Jensen. Yeah, he's amazing. Isn't he on like the morning? Show? He's on yes. Kevin and Bean. Yeah. Yes, he is. He found my music, and he's good friends with John, and he shared it with John. Wow. And um, John that day went through all of my music. Um, he shared with John a song called Death of a Hero um, and then John listened to my whole album and he started posting about it. I was on tour at the time um, uh, like in a van in the freezing cold in the middle of nowhere like you know sleeping next to um, my keyboard player Nathan and he started posting about my music on Instagram and oh I got like I woke up and I had like 80 texts and so everyone's like check your Instagram and John Mayer had posted like five stories about my Whoa. songs oh my god and uh, I cried oh I bet <laughs> yeah insane. I was I was freaking out and like, now to not only get that love, but to have this like ongoing like relationship with him, where you can bounce ideas or songs and whatever off of him, that's incredible. Well, and also the fact that like this totally random thing where Jensen, who you did not know, right? Right, I do now. But but, but before <laughs> he did not know that you had posters of John Mayer on like on your walls when you were younger. Is I that mean, a true story? I think that yes, it is a true okay, story. You, you told that, and on I have stage. the picture. It's a true story, and I have the poster too. So I, like, he, I posted like, on my Instagram. Like Jensen didn't know that. He just happened to hear your music. I think and that if he John. listened to my music, anybody he could tell that, that John John yeah. is John is like one of my favorite artists, so if not my favorite artist. Right. That's, that's so that's crazy. Incredible. He's the reason why I started playing music. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Wow, wow. <laughs> Katie's Katie loves John. Me too. And, and yeah, she's I know how you feel because I have the same like you know when you just like look at someone you're just like damn you're so cool <laughs> like I know how you feel. He's so talented. <laughs> he, he put out his first album when I was a freshman in college, mm-hmm. and so it was like the soundtrack of my college, like right. all all of his music. Yeah, yeah. he's the best. Absolutely. And Katie and John wrote a song, like a snippet of a uh, yeah. song together. Yeah, on the I interviewed him one time, and he for this podcast, and he um started making up a song off of something I said. I'm like, oh, what's happening? Well, the, the sh- well, tr- someone next to us, tell us if you have to drag Alec out, no? <laughs> Yo, okay, check this out. So he sent... <laughs> he says no. I, the day after, so I went to go see John. Um, John was like, you want to come on my show, um, Current Mood? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. No. And so uh, I invited him to my show. At that time, I was playing at the Roxy. Um, and he was, he couldn't make it to the show, but he was like, come by the studio before I'm recording a new song. So anyways, I walked in while he was doing the vocals too I guess I just feel like yeah. which is really cool mm-hmm. he was literally singing the takes I walk in the studio there's like a couple people in there engineer or whatever and he turns around by the way like I knew he was tall but when you see next to him you're just like damn that's he's pretty <laughs> he's tall, guy. He's, tall. But he's a big guy and so he turned around he was like oh hey guys like by the way this is my friend Alec Aww. and I was like what <laughs> and um the day after I left um or, or okay so then we're going to Arizona he sends me this voice memo he's like yo you like left a song in the room while you were there and he sent me this chorus that he had written that he said that was like inspired by our meeting or something like that I don't know but it's amazing and he and he hasn't finished it yet and I keep telling him like dude you gotta finish you gotta this, song. Make this and song. I, I said to him a couple times I'm like yo if you don't finish it like I'm probably gonna finish it like as a joke but like just like seeing what he would say and then he just like didn't acknowledge that <laughs> so I guess he doesn't want me to uh, but it's so good or maybe so that good. was just tacit approval yeah. no no it. no it wasn't it wasn't but it's so it's like, good no it wasn't no yeah. um well okay so um you have the new single out yeah um is this like sort of the first taste of what could be an album at some point down yeah, the road definitely okay. so hopefully i get to put out the album i mean it's really like um everyone is like yeah you know the album is done like keep and i'm just like nah it's not ready yet like i still have more to say and so hopefully i'll be ready to put it out in january or february oh wow mm-hmm. okay 
So we're going to get a lot of... But more singles, drill. like a few yeah, more a singles, singles, yeah, this summer. Could John Mayer pop up on the album? <laughs> you know, I hope so. I hope so. I'll, I'll keep asking him. <laughs> uh-huh. You can text him later. Um, I also saw how uh, Charlie Puth posted a video about you. Um, yeah. And you, you, you had it on your socials. That was so cool. He was. Did you know him or are you just like... So um, I, I've always like known about Charlie um, just because like he's a big artist. Um, but... Um, the person who signed me at Atlantic named Miles, he also signed Charlie. And so um, one time he was at Charlie's house listening to some new music and he asked me if I wanted to come over. And so I went over and I met Charlie and I just like sitting in the studio with him and like seeing his process. Also, he he produces and he writes too, you know. And so like he's, he is like, he is like one of the most amazing musicians I've ever like been in the room with you know so that for me was really cool to hear him say those kinds of things about my music because also like a a lot of people I think more and more people are starting to find this out about Charlie but like he's just like the way his brain works is insane like he is so he is so good he is so good it's mind-blowing maybe he'll show up on your album That'd be cool too. Hey, let's just make it all. Happen. We might write a song this week. Ooh, but, but uh, we, we I don't know. <laughs> it's too late now. It's now in the, it's now in the world. Um, okay. I have a request for your next album. Okay. Can you maybe consider like putting like a club banger on it, um, like a dance floor filler? You know what? If, just saying. If it's in my heart, then it will happen. Okay, we can put it in your heart. <laughs> okay. Just, Yo, I went to a club for the first time ever this weekend. Oh wow! Whoa. Yeah. For and the how first was that? Where? 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 Yo, it was actually lit. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because it was cool because so Austin is right there so I went with Austin because him and um, Justin who managed me they managed an artist named Griffin and I, I just really like his music and so he was like they said yo he's doing like it was at Lollapalooza mm-hmm. I was having a great weekend um, and um, they were like yo he's doing this thing at a club like do you want to go so and then I then then. I found out there was mm-hmm. free food and I was like oh, oh yeah, cool, yeah. So I'm there <laughs> um, but I like danced at a club. I had all, it was like all my close friends, so it was just like it was a lot of fun. Oh, I had the best fun. time ever. Yeah, but we were like we were, it wasn't like you know like going to the club like I were, I was it was after I played my set I smelled terrible like it was <laughs> you really weren't like fun. getting bottle service right. like <laughs> no I, mean, I was just like jumping around with my friends it was a good time <laughs> but that's the best way to kind of experience yeah it club. might be the last time I go to a club <laughs> but like it was last. a good time and maybe there'll be a song <laughs> unless they invite me again then I'll go with them but that's it <laughs> so the next album's gonna have John Charlie and and a, club bangers and a club banger <laughs> yeah. total that's a total different area we don't know what could happen right um this has been so much fun thank, thank you, you very guys. much for taking the time thanks for having me and good luck with everything Thing this year and Thank next you. year. Thank yes. you. Could you find a way to let me down slowly? A little sympathy, I hope you can show me. If you wanna go, then I'll be so lonely. If you leave him, baby, let me down slowly. Thank you so much to Alec for stopping by. It was so much fun to talk to him, and I always love any excuse to talk about John Mayer. So yeah, we that worked in, out well. We went in deep on John there. We did because he lit up when we started talking about oh, him. Oh yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I mean, I wish I knew more about John Mayer. Cause I when could you have find really... things in common. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Our interview with Alec uh, prompted me to seek out another singer-songwriter for our chart stat this week. And 30 years ago this week, Richard Marks... Hit number one on the Hot 100 with Right Here Waiting. The track climbed four to one on the list dated August 12th, 1989, and spent three weeks atop the list. 
Well, it was the third number one in a row for Marks, who previously topped the list with Satisfied and Hold On to the Knights. In total, Marks has locked up 17 Hot 100 hits, 14 of which hit the top 40. But did you know, Katie... I mean, you may know now because you might be reading ahead, hmm. that Marx was a prolific session musician and background vocalist before he hit it big on the charts as an artist on his own. I did not know that. All right. The multi-instrumentalist popped up on a number of songs and albums among his notable credits. He sang background on Lionel Richie's All Night Long. Whoa. Peebo Bryson's If Ever You're In My Arms Again. And even Madonna's White Heat hey. from her True Blue album. Um. Richard Marks was also a musician on Whitney Houston's debut album, uh, including playing on the tracks Saving All My Love For You and The Greatest Love Of All. Noted NSYNC fan Katie will yes. also appreciate this nugget. Uh, Richard Marks also wrote NSYNC's This I Promise You. I knew that one. Uh, it was a number five Hot 100 hit in 2000 for NSYNC. Richard Marks also wrote Luther Vandross's number one AC hit, Dance With My Father, Josh, Gro- <laughs> Josh Groban's To Where You Are, and even a few number ones on the Hot Country Songs chart, including Keith Urban's Better Life. Man. Yeah. Diversified. Well, currently, Marks is prepping the release of a new album, his first in five years. So there you have it. This week, back in 1989, Richard Marks topped the Hot 100 with Right Here Waiting. Alrighty. End of our big show. Any parting words? Oh, man. Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> what song should we go out on? Uh, man. A John maybe Mayer the, song? I was going to say one of the Richard Marks written songs, maybe. Oh, uh, maybe this I promise you. Let's do it. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.